Ladies and gentlemen, the Amigos. <laughs> These guys are loco. If you're looking for a responsible, mature podcast, this ain't it. If you're looking for a lot of drinking, random nonsense, stunts, and shenanigans, you've hit the jackpot. With your hosts, Albert, Scott, and Mark. And we're live. We are live. Welcome to the Amigos PC uh, with our special guest, Trish Rioni. That's pretty, did I do it right? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> nice. So, um, looking over your IMDb, uh, I see you've been in quite a few uh, uh, projects. Um, we have the most recent one that's coming up, uh, Milk. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's a, a little love story, tragic love story that I directed. And then okay. star in. It's easier to brush myself around than some nice actor. Okay. Right. And I was super. I worked for free. So. Okay. Do um. Sorry, spacing. Uh, just because of the technical difficulties we had prior before yeah. this. Um. What got you into uh, do you know being an artist like this and and things like that? That's a good question. Um. I feel like it was acting that drew me into the film business, but then I wanted to um, get part. So I started writing and producing, creating, and then just giving myself roles, basically. So, okay. Yeah, so it all started from a place of like a love for acting, but then I discovered how much I love story and creating stories and writing. And I don't love producing, but I it's like a lot of applying for grants and asking people for money. Um, and there's a lot of Month like like months will go into planning a production, and that's not always fun because you want to shoot. Yeah, um, but I do like it overall, and I like that it does allow you to eventually. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I checked out a little bit of your. Um, I was watching some of the uh, my roommates in the next court. Oh, cool! So I was watching some of those, and those are actually really funny. And were, are those were those like just shorts like? Yeah, that's episodes. a web series. Is that kind of what that is? Yeah, so the episodes are a little bit shorter. I can't remember exactly how long, but I think the first season they were under five minutes or under six minutes. Yeah, that's kind of. And, I didn't. Know, I didn't know if they were just clips or if they were. Yeah, and then yeah. two was a little bit longer. So some of the episodes are almost ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, those were really funny when I was, you know, watching those. It was really hilarious, and I think that would be a good show for you know for a network to pick up or something because that's really it was really funny awesome thank you you should be a network executive <laughs> <laughs> yeah one day everything one day. is awesome green light yes and then it can be then i can cross that off the bucket list so um <laughs> that would be good it's what was the, what was as you think it is i feel like they just sit in an office all day going through trips and yeah financial trips and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Probably like, not. That's my that's my current world now. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of <laughs> right. that, but yeah. <laughs> where, where did the um the NBC hire them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> where did the inspiration behind that show come, though? Oh, so that one I co-created oh, with Katie Allman, and she directed. Um, we met at a mutual friend's birthday party, and we just really hit it off. So we shared a bunch of dating stories. And roommate stories and 
friend stories and we just kind of like met for coffee for a year and brainstormed and wrote scripts and it just kind of evolved. Yeah, it's hard to think where it actually came from, but we just uh, hit it off and started writing right away. And a year later, maybe, I think it was a year later we were shooting season one. So yeah, that was really fun. Very awesome. Well, who had the roommate though? Are you gonna do any? Yeah, does someone really have a roommate kind of like that, or maybe you thought was kind of like that? And no, I think no. Like I think we both had (laughs) roommate situations, and then also just like maybe people that we had observed through life that we were like that person or isn't that they? So I think it was just kind of like a combination of our imaginations and situations, and just an amalgamation of. Are you know, just these ideas and things that you talked about in the coffee shop. What happens well, if a coffee shop stays in a coffee shop? That's true. That is true. until you until you make it a script, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy that like you guys were just you know having coffee or you know getting to know each other, and then this concept comes up. Like, it is a lot of your process similar to that when you're making thing, making episodes or or series or movies like that. Yeah, I think having like writing partners in a writing room, I've written several other comedies and web series that are in various stages of development now, like we've applied for grants and stuff. So I feel like whether you're writing alone or writing with a partner, you just kind of riff and come up with these bizarre worlds that actually are from a bunch of pieces of things that you can observe. I think if you have the comedy brain, you just kind of observe things throughout life and then you Put them on the script so it is you have someone to write with because you ripped off each other but um yeah i feel like when i look around in life that's where i come up with a lot of the things i'm writing now like i just see something happen and it clicks and i'm like that's a good idea for a show or i dream about it like i dream of a lot of the things i'm writing now were dreams that i had and i woke up and i'm like that's weird that could be the coffee so then i write with so do you keep a notepad next to the bed then in, in I, case of, okay yeah well i have the notes in my phone so i'll wake up lots of times at like five in the morning and i just like jot down an idea i had one the other night that was very black mirrorish. okay yeah like a That's world a where um it's a world where we're not sure like the citizens aren't sure who's a robot and who isn't because robots are so advanced so it's kind of like this, um, when you start dating someone you don't, if you're human or you think you're human, you might not really know. You hope that they're a human and not a robot. You want it to be a real connection. Yeah. And I dreamt that. So then I woke up and I was like, this has to be a thing. So I wrote it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Because that's, I mean, that's kind of like the AI, the AI or the intelligence artificial intelligence way things are going. I mean, that's, that's possible. I mean, you don't even know. I, like a hundred years from now, we might not know if we're a robot or a human and yeah. we apply to our whole lives. And then we find out like, Hey, my husband's a robot. That's uh, why he's a little off. Yeah. You just got to reprogram him though. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Easy fix. Actually, we'll be in a much better place than we're in now. Exactly. Everyone could just be, Oh, I need an upgrade. Cause I'm thinking not the right way. <laughs> I need a few upgrades myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Don't we all? It almost seems like that's my real life right now. 
What's I'm that? Ju- I'm joking. So you're a robot? No, then my husband's a robot. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's true. I feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird being inside. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're all like a little bit like on autopilot, like wake up, drink coffee, drink a little bit of water, drink more coffee. That's go binge Netflix. Like, you, I feel like a bit of a robot. You mean like in the quarantine life right now? Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, because it's, it's, it's like, like, yeah, every day. Like, Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. My kids don't even know like what day it is because they're all home and it's like, what day is it? And yeah, they, they think every day is kind of like a work day for the most part because they're home still or, or I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Like, we, we still have them doing homework and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really strange to be a child during a pandemic. Very true. I can't even imagine. We had a couple of snow days where I grew where I grew up, but I can't imagine being off for months for a months. pandemic. Yeah. Are you still? Are you in Canada? Or are you in? Yeah, I'm yeah. in Canada. Yes. Very nice. We're we're at we're at in Canada. I'm in my hometown, Sault Ste. Marie. It's like a small city surrounded by um, the Great Lakes. So it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Like my dad lives on the water. Um, Our family has a cabin that we gather at when we can gather just like 30 minutes up the road. So it's kind of one of those like very um, like typical small Canadian. There's a lot of like outdoor activities that normally go on. People go on the bike trails that are all around the city, easily accessible. So it's kind of a nice place to be. And I spend a lot of time in Toronto for work normally. So it's nice to get away from the downtown busy Toronto, which is, yeah, just filled with people. Craziness. Yeah. yeah I had to that. Yeah. Very cool. So Very- you're, all, you're also in the Umbrella Club. Or not the Umbrella Academy. That's a Netflix show. Oh yeah, I did appear in the pilot as a swimmer in the opening scene. Yeah, so I saw that on there. Um, so that was a that's a very cool show. That was what, kind of, yeah, that was pretty fun. What was it like to to go through like the pilot process with Netflix on that? Because it seems like that's a pretty popular show. For that, like that was just kind of a it wasn't it was like one day. I think we were there like 17 hours or something sitting um, on the deck and then the little baby's born. They had twins. They were like newborn twins. Actually, that was the first time in my life where I had like that mom instinct kick in because I'm not a mom. I'm an aunt. Um, And like my nieces and nephew are great, but (laughs) that was the first time where I like genuinely was holding back tears when this baby was born and it ends up being like one of the superheroes. Um, But because they had to bring in like a real newborn baby and then switch it out with the twin uh, kind of back and forth between these two babies. I was so scared for that baby on like, of course it's super safe on these shows and they've got like all these safety precautions and all these people and the moms there. But just seeing like a fragile little like newborn baby, I wanted to cry. And then I was like, maybe I do want kids. But uh, yeah, I still don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you so you're kind of torn between if you want to have kids or don't. One day, I guess, or you are you, you set on yeah. not having kids? I don't know. I mean, I'm like 
in my 30s now and I guess I kind of have to figure it out but I, I'm like one of those go with the flow situational people so if I am with somebody and it seems right and it like happens then I'm just gonna adjust and go with it and like try to flourish with it if that makes sense <laughs> Right. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it works, that's it, a great way to describe it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and if I don't, then I'm like also okay with that. I just kind of, I've, I like to just take, take my life where the wind blows it. If that doesn't sound weird. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a, my name isn't pronounced rain one, but I yes. am. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, maybe it is supposed to be rain one because I am a little bit of a free spirit in that way. So. Yeah, a little, yeah. little bit, a splash of hippie a little bit. Yeah, I'm just like, whatever happens, happens, and I'll figure it out. That's awesome. Just, yeah, roll with the punches. Exactly. And it's kind Living of cool. in your school bus, going to each Woodstock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I haven't done that yet, but I have co-written a movie that we're hoping to shoot. Um that has to do with like traveling on a school bus and finding yourself. And I won't say too much more about that one, but um, yeah. So that's maybe that's like a secret dream of mine. Is that one of your upcoming projects that I saw that are, that are coming up or that? Are in Butterfly. I don't know if it's like listed publicly on IMDb. Oh, gotcha. Like if you have the IMDb pro yeah. it comes up cause it's still in development. So like just kind of waiting on, Basically, on funding and that sort of, and the ability to shoot again. Yeah, to be, to be around people. That would, yeah, that would be a, with people. Yeah, that that would be a, uh, definitely a first to to need that for sure. Yeah. Do, do you have any projects that you were working on, like you were shooting or or were about to be uh, shot, right? Or or you were going to start production, and, and then COVID halted. happened. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to name the project or anything like that, but I'm just kind of curious how that, you know, how COVID affected you with with production and things like that. Yeah, I own a production company with Rebecca Heron. She's a producer here in Canada, and we had optioned a couple of Christmas movies, and we were service producing those under our company. So we were hoping to, like, ideally, we would have been um, doing that before the snow left and we would shoot in my hometown and the people we had teamed up with, um, the producers and writers of the films were coming from Toronto and LA. And uh, we were gonna shoot that here in my hometown before the snow left and it just left. Um, so that was the goal for 2020. So <laughs> those will be shot maybe in like next winter. Um, or next spring before the snow leaves here because it does stay pretty late. So yeah, that it, it did affect some of our productions. They were just set back, but we'll still hopefully shoot those. And um, I did get cast in a movie as one of the lead characters shooting in the UK, but that's supposed to happen when this is all over. Um, I really enjoyed the script, so I've been going over that. and. Um, yeah, I don't like, I'm excited about that. I just don't know when we're able to travel to other countries. Did so you have yeah. to go to the UK to, to audition for it? Or did you just like send a tape in for it? Or like, what, what was well, the process they, for that kind of movie? Well, for most films, you just audition from home. So especially now, so we do a lot of, um, self tapes, which is 
like an audition tape from your basically from your living room. And that's kind of how it's been done the past few years for the most part. Um, like I did the first episode of V Wars that's on Netflix and that was all done via self tape. I had a few scenes, some of them got cut. Um, but for the audition, even for having like a, it was considered a principal role. It was still cast just based on my self tape, which is great for an actor because it's less nerve wracking. Sometimes when you go in person, they give you one shot and it's like 14 pages and you walk in and you just like stumble through it because you're just getting used to the room and you're nervous. And then they're like, okay, great. See ya. And you, when you do it at home. You can, you know, take a few takes, take do two takes at least. So um, that's kind of how things are mostly cast now anyway. So I think that's going to be more of the norm now. There won't be so many in-person auditions. So yeah, the internet's a great place. And if you do stuff like this and get yourself out there, I think yeah. we'll some of these productions find you and cast you. Do you, do you have any like recommendations for someone that would do like a self-tape to, to send it out for auditions and things like that? Like, is there something specific yeah. that you do um, or just like maybe a regimen that you have before you film or during or anything like that while you're sending your, your self-tape audition? I would say it's definitely an art. There's so many little technical things because your eye line means so much and like where you look and like keeping your eyes steady and your body, just everything about it. I feel like it's kind of a puzzle and it's different than acting on set. On set, you're going to have other actors to feed off of. You're going to have the set. So you feel like you're really in it um, for an audition. It's kind of weird because it's just like the camera, the reader, a blank wall. Um, so what I did probably like seven years ago now, I took an auditioning class. So it like specifically just taught us how to audition. So when you walk in, look here, stand on this line, like do this kind of, we just went through the motions and we had all these mock auditions and we had to do it in front of the other actors in the class. And I feel like that after that, I started booking because like not as much as I would like to book, obviously I'm not Thing, saying like it turned me into a Jennifer Lawrence, but, um, <laughs> or even someone like half as successful as her, but like it definitely um, calmed any nerves that I had or confusion I had about the technical stuff. So then I could just act and kind of have the technical stuff just in, in me. So did, was that like somewhere local to you or like, did you go somewhere for that or, or what, like, how did that you stumble was, across it? That was in Toronto, which is kind of like one of the hubs for filming in Canada. So they have a lot of classes. Um, yeah. I don't know for, I would say if you're not in like a really film friendly city with lots of classes available, you could always look online for some tips and pointers and it's it's pretty straightforward. It is a bit of a pain in the butt sometimes because you have to get a reader. So you need to have like someone who usually does not want to read or act like reading the lines with you. So you have to like print off the script, give them a copy, um, set up the camera. So you need a little at home tripod with like a ring light and you need a blank wall behind you. So there's no distractions. And then you end up like I've had roommates in the past who I've forced to do these auditions with me 
and they're just like not having any of it. And they'll do maybe one take with you. And then they're like, ah, I got some muffins to bake. So see ya. <laughs> and you're like, I guess this is what I'm sending. <laughs> so yeah, fun time. Very cool. <laughs> I like how you defaulted to like muffins to bake versus. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, these muffins are going to burn. They don't give a crap about the role that you think is this amazing opportunity that's going to change your life. You're not going to get it. It's not going to change you. I got muffins, and they're going to burn if I don't get to them. See, I mentioned earlier that uh, a comedy mindset and, and writing comedy scripts and things like that. Do you do any stand-up or anything like that, or have you done stand-up oh. before? That's a good question. I tried, I was always afraid of it, even though I had done comedy, um, but was afraid of doing a live show because I thought like people are just not going to laugh at me or they're going to laugh at me and not with me. Mm -hmm. So I finally tried it about a year and a half ago and it was probably terrible the first time. I think I got through like one of the 17 jokes that I thought I would be able to tell in seven minutes. So they started like waving me off the stage for like, yeah. got down. But then I thought about it, went back and did a couple more shows. And then I just kind of stopped doing it because you have to be in bars late at night. And I'm in my thirties. Like I used to work in bars in my twenties. And I'm like, that was so 10 years ago. Years ago, yeah. <laughs> Lady, I cannot be in bars late at night. <laughs> <sighs> so what has been a great blessing now with isolation is I came across this electric comedy night based out of L.A., but I don't have to be in L.A. to be a part of their show. So I reached out to them. I sent in a couple of one-minute sets. They're all one minute for Instagram. They put them out there on their Instagram page and on their Facebook and their YouTube. And it's actually I've been in two of their comedy shows so far since isolation started and um it's given me some exposure to other comics and we've kind of connected over instagram and now i think the next time i go to la i'll have some new comedian friends which is kind of fun so That's i awesome. now from home and then i've recorded a couple of others um that i didn't submit to that show but i still kept going with it and just put them on my youtube page so they're like one minute stand-up comedy sets from home. Uh, we've talked to quite a few stand-up comedians. Uh, that we we try to um, focus on the, the local comedian comedy scene here in Phoenix, mm -hmm. uh, Arizona, and we've noticed that they're starting to do that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's like becoming a good trend uh, just to have it out there. I know yeah. recently uh, someone on Joe Rogan experienced he had a comedian that that's how he became famous was he just did one minute skits of YouTube uh, and then eventually just, it just picked up. Wow. That's amazing. I think it's so cool that now as creators um, we live in a time where we can just film something, put it out there. And even if it's not, you know, like film cinema quality, no one expects it to be because they know you're at home, you're using a cell phone, but it's about the, the content so you can get your ideas and content out there a canadian show that shoots um close to my hometown that i've auditioned for like 10 times and never booked uh letter kenny oh i love that show oh. so they love started that. And, them all. you know they were getting their youtube sketches out there in character and showing the world 
what this show could be. And then the networks, well, I wasn't there, so I might be butchering their story, but then I assume the networks saw it and then they would go in and pitch the series and they got picked up and now it's like a huge, huge, huge show. So I think it's important to just like get your voice out there. If you're a creator or a comedian or actor or writer, whatever you are, an artist, put your stuff online, like put it all over Instagram, harass people with your stuff. You never know who's watching and who might like it. And the people who don't like it can block you. Very true. Very I think true. that's the, the philosophy that we've been taking. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've been blocked many of times already. <laughs> I think that's, you should get a bad uh, honor for that because that's kind of special. Awesome. That means you're making people feel something and you're making them feel enough to like just want to block you. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, how we, that's how we roll. So, something's yeah. the right word to use for sure. <laughs> so I, I have a question on the, on the letter, Kenny. Okay. Is it, is it, I don't know, have you ever visit like, have you ever visit there? Is it really kind of like that? Like small town, like farm life? Like, yeah, it's yeah. three hours from my hometown and oh. this, the drive from here to, they shoot in Sudbury, um, the drive from here to there, it's like a lot of farmland, cottages, lakes. Um, and then Sudbury itself, I've shot a few movies there. And well, I didn't shoot them. I wasn't the cinematographer, but I was like in them. Um, yeah, we shot a Christmas movie there in some cabins on the lake and it was minus 40 degrees mm. in the winter. It's definitely a small town. Um, yeah, with not a lot of, I don't think Sudbury has so many farms. So it's not really a farm. I don't think there are too many farms, but it's small town. There's a lake. There's trails. Jason yeah. comes out of the, the lake. It's a <laughs> summertime story. Nice. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so, so the you mentioned that you're gonna you were gonna be filming the the Christmas movies. Yeah, you're gonna be doing. Are, were those gonna be for like Hallmark Canada or just One because <laughs> just because there's so many Hallmark yeah. Christmas movies. <laughs> One of them is more of that style. I think it'll be for Lifetime. Oh, okay. And um, the other one is not that style. It's more of a, um, like, it's, like, racier or whatever. It's more, like, it's a little bit oh. raw. And it's, nice. a, it's a comedy, like, more of a raw comedy, I would oh. say. Oh, yeah. nice. Cool. Yeah, they're both very different, but... That's uh, the cool thing about service producing is that, like, I have a certain voice when I write, but then when we're producing things that other people have written, it's cool because then there's a variety. Like, we're service producing a couple of horror films, which are really, really fun. And then, like, the lovey Christmas story, and then we have the more raw comedy Christmas. And it's nice to have a bit of a variety. So I think that's cool. And then who knows what's going to happen with anything, but it's nice to... Uh, work with other people and option some some different films and see what we can end up shooting very cool yeah so the um the upcoming products that i saw i, I don't know if you want to talk about those or if you can sure or what i saw which was uh pink is was it pink is in oh yeah that one's really fun yeah is that one coming or that one is um, well, on hold, or have you started that one? 
we did start that one um i think a couple months prior to like we had shot um the pilot part of the pilot and there was there they still give me updates but i'm not positive of where it's at but um the goal would be is going to be to you know be on a, a network and it's very cool it's a really fun comedy so i'm really excited to be part of that and flattered that they thought of me for the role because it's a really fun role and uh she's my character's a badass and it's it's really like the the comedy style in that one is a lot of fun so i had fun on our first shoot but we have yet to shoot the rest so time oh, very cool and i i'm really keeping my fingers crossed for that one because it's a lot of fun i love comedy i know that's that's why it's awesome that mark brought up the stand-up thing because it really sounds like especially with what the, the the episodes that i saw with the room you know the older stuff that you did which is you know those my roommates an escort that those were really funny like situations and stuff that you had going on there so it's like i could definitely see you have the comedy in you and you definitely have that comedy bug whatever you want to say i don't know yeah. yeah i don't know what word avalanche i know thank you thank you i appreciate that yeah that's i think that's where my my heart is definitely in comedy that's even if i do any other genre i want there to be some comedy laced in there and i think there there is for all the projects that i'm working on with 180 sisterhood uh with rebecca so yeah, I think that's kind of like one common thing is that even if it's like a horror film or a coming of age drama, we I think both appreciate when there's comedy laced in throughout the throughout the scripts. Where's some of the uh, the best places that you travel to shoot other than maybe Canada? Like, is there like you like to do mm -hmm. LA? Do you like to go other places? Like, is there other areas in in the world that you either like or want to shoot at that's and a you... really good question i am excited about the um potential of going over to the uk to shoot and i'm gonna say that as far as shooting goes i was flown into a place called saskatoon one time when i was starting starting out and I thought like wow I've made it we're flying into Saskatoon then we shot on a farm and um the project did never it never came out or anything I don't know what what really happened but uh that was an interesting experience going to a place that where you don't know anyone and you're coming into like it's kind of exciting as an actor when you get to fly somewhere because you're like this is like real because somebody wants yeah. to fly me somewhere and I get to see like a different place. Why didn't they pick somebody who lived in that place? So it is always a little bit exciting. And then I'm going to say when we shot in Sudbury um, for that Christmas movie, it was called A Lot Like Marriage. And now it's called Beautiful Accidents. Um, that was a lot of fun because we were in these little cabins in a secluded area in the woods. It was so secluded that I was driving all of the other actors with me because I had a vehicle and I drove down a snowmobile path thinking that it was the road to the cabin and I got us completely stuck and stranded. Oh. There was no cell phone service and I had borrowed a Mercedes 
um, from a family member. <laughs> like, I am an actor, I don't have a car. So I drove a Mercedes. <laughs> and you, you got stuck in the Mercedes with everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the snowmobile trail with nice. no cell phone service. And I had an actor in from Florida, an actor in from New York City, and, she, and then another actor from LA. Well, she now lives in LA, but she, I think at the time she lived in Washington, DC. So I had all these um, American actors with me who had come up to Canada and they're like in this secluded area. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a local, I got this, I'll drive them out there. And I got us all stranded for a couple hours until like a massive snowplow came along and then a pickup truck and the effort of like, well, I'm talking like a huge, massive snowplow, <laughs> like a construction grade snowplow, a massive, machine had to get us out that's awesome so were the rest was of fun. Fun. Were the rest of the the car people okay or were they mad at you for that like i think they were just really worried um yeah it happened a second time i drove it down <laughs> another nice there's a lot of snow here and snowmobile trips yeah. really look like roads in in the middle of the woods when there's a lot of snow. So that was a very memorable um, shoot. And I enjoyed that location other than the almost stuck. Getting, yeah. you, know. um, you all have a story to tell now though. That's true, do. being stuck we in the bonded. snow. We bonded over that. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys have to ration out like the, you know, the little bit of food you had because you guys were scared it was gonna turn into uh uh, no, we didn't a, a, do a Dahmer party kind of situation. I think because it didn't get dark. Like this happened nice. during the, the light hours good. of the day, so it was so it was fine. And then we got fed. We were fed. You know, we had lots of food once we got to set, and lots of time to bond. <laughs> <laughs> and they sold poutine in the main lodge, which is um, I don't know if you guys eat that there, but it's like fries with cheese and gravy. So the cheese gets oh, all yeah, it's and a it's delicacy here in some of the southern states. Yeah, is yeah. I've never I've never heard of it. Mark's from Mark's from Wisconsin, so it's kind of close to to you. Well, up, yeah, up but there. I've heard of everything that you add cheese to because I'm a cheese that's, fan. That, so. That's true, in Wisconsin. Here. Yeah, yeah. So that was a great shoot. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. I don't know. Uh, in that situation, I think I'd, I'd be the first one to to say, okay, which one of us are we going to eat first? Yeah, that's we're what stuck I said. Like, yeah, that's what I said. Dumber party situation. Like, who are you going to like? Who's the weakest link? Who can run the fastest? You have to w w injure that person. Have Someone find straws so we can pick the so we can pick. There you go. Much lost. I watched <laughs> some of that recently. I got into it, and it's pretty creepy when they like. They crash, the plane crashes yeah. on an island, and then a guy mm -hmm. gets sucked into the jet engine of the plane. Uh, it's just so stressful. So always carry, always carry snacks. Not yes. that that's that is, that is a rule. I'm getting sucked that will, in. That will be the name of the episode, just so you know. Always carry snacks. Always carry snacks. Snacks. Even <laughs> if it's not a bad, bad, like life or death situation, having snacks will just save you from being grumpy. So just That's always true. snacks. When Very you true. leave your house. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you can when you can leave. If you can ever leave your house again. I know it's great. So what are they what are you guys doing there in Canada? Because here they're 
in Arizona, we haven't been as strenuous as like New York and like California and stuff like where they've been locked down like legitly. Yeah. And here it's been like we kind of like we can still do stuff and go. And now on the fifth well, today, they now kind of opened us up where we can now go to restaurants, but it's still oh, you have to be you yeah. still have to be in like six feet apart and they're gonna have like, I don't know, mannequins and shit in some places where you can basically look like it's full, but it's not. Wow. As far as like um, making the restaurants look like there's people there. So like what are they doing there in Canada? Is it still kind of like locked down completely or is it like can you go places and like do stuff? Yeah. You can go places like the city I'm in I think had I might be wrong but it had 13 cases altogether at one point and then they were down to zero a couple weeks ago. That's good. Confirmed cases. Um, yeah. So that's yeah that's what i had heard and my family's in construction so they're essentials so they're still working and but like my sister will work from her home office but then um some of the workers are working but they have to stay six feet apart and wear masks but they can still do the essential roads and all that sort of stuff and then um i know that like I'm talking with the local brewery of how we can kind of work together and um, I might start working with them a bit and they're open in that they're doing deliveries. And I think people can go in right now and pick up like we're like semi open. You can go into yeah. places like for booze and food. Um, my brother-in-law owns a restaurant, Arturo's and Sault Ste. Marie, if you're from the Sioux support it and get some takeout but he's doing all takeout so you don't eat in the restaurant so it's kind of yeah. like that semi people are getting back yeah. to but i think one of the local coffee shops because i had ordered takeout told me that she was going to be able to have people in just like a certain amount of people at a time starting soon and yeah. i go to a pita shop the other day and the sign outside said like two customers in the can come into the building at any given time or at one time and that's it. So, wow. yeah. yeah. So that's cool. So it's kind of the same thing. You guys, you guys are still kind of, it's not like California, New York, where it seems like you can't go anywhere. At least that's what they yeah. kind of seem. Yeah. There's no one in this. Like I go for like before this, I'd go for a run and pass one person. So yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty secluded already as it is. Yeah their distance and <laughs> so, so you're already in a safe place you're 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 good i feel pretty like i do feel scared for everyone but i feel like i'm at peace here more than i could be yeah basically than basically than being in toronto i would imagine oh my gosh toronto yeah. so much anxiety i just like yeah. it was like i have to go i can't be here right now i yeah. do want to be here yeah it just there's too many people in close quarters at all times people bumping into you all the time i don't know what it's like there now i think people are keeping their distance yeah. but there's just too many people i don't want to be in in a big city mm -hmm. well, yeah nobody wants to be around anybody else anyways that's, that's yeah. true that's that very true we're staying away from each other and i have heard that oh i'm going to turn off my cell phone i can hear it whistling <laughs> at me um but I do hear from some friends that, yeah, like you said, nobody wants other people to be around them anyway. So like people are wearing, it seems like a lot of my friends in Toronto are wearing masks and they're keeping their distance because they don't want to be 
queer people. Those people don't want to be near them. Everything's changed because people used to push me all the time on the subway. Like daily, I was getting pushed around. So I guess it's it's really changed some things. Well, I was just saying that in general. I just don't want to be oh, yeah. But even this COVID thing is just a blessing at this point. Well, I mean, your your restraining orders, Mark, is is what allows you to to stay away very, from some very people. Very true. Very true. So COVID restraining orders. Yeah. Well, with COVID order, you have to stay more than six feet apart. Uh, yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> you can't get close enough to your stalking victim that you yeah. can, you know. Very true. Breathe on well, them. That's why me and Scott here are actually. Uh, yeah, I have, a restra- I have a restraining yeah. order against him. So uh, this that's is why, why we're doing this. From- yeah. That makes yeah. sense. It does. It does. I'm glad you guys like kind of worked it out. To yeah. Like virtually, we can sit right next to each other because yeah. we're seeing you right now on the screen. You're right next to each other. But next to each other, someone's going to get stabbed. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, a little bit of. There's got to be a distance. Like an internet between us. Yeah. Or a law document that makes us stay away (laughs) signed by police officers law enforcement yes yes so during during all this lockdown what have you been binging have you been binging anything netflix wise i know you mentioned lost but has there been anything that you've been watching in the world so i've been watching dead to me i think it's on oh yeah netflix apple yes yeah. And I couldn't remember if it was Netflix or Amazon Prime because I go back and forth. And then on Amazon, just yesterday, I started Upload. And then oh. that one's kind of very, um, like, futuristic. There's, um, there's uh, I guess, the whole concept of virtual reality is really integrated into that one. And there's this whole idea of when you die, you don't have to die. You can be uploaded. Oh, other realm, and then you have people here on Earth who wear the virtual reality, and they can be you or something. Well, they're your angels, so they like guide you through. They like show up when you need help, and that sort of that sort of thing. And but you have to have someone. I might be butchering it. You have to have someone. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna reach out and be like, "No, they'll never know that I." But (laughs) so your episode one. Your episode one in on that one. No, I got to episode five on that. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> and I know so much about it. Basically, yeah. if you die, you get uploaded if somebody will pay for it. And then you get uploaded to, if they have money, you get uploaded to a very nice place. And then you have somebody from, like, New York City who's sitting with the goggles and helping you out. And then Ooh. if you want to still have relations with your partner you had on Earth, uh, they put on, they go and they rent a sex suit and they put it on, or it's called an intimacy suit because some people don't use it for sex, but they use it to go and hug their loved go one. On a, go on a date? Yeah. Yeah, and, the world that we live in today, we obviously we know what it's for. We know what it's for. Exactly. So that show's called Upload. So go check it out because it's a lot better than I make it sound. It's been good so far? Cool. Yeah, I, think, I, think I, saw, I think I saw an ad for that one, like, you know, Amazon pop good. up, like. Yeah. Upload. Check it out. I haven't seen that one, but that look, that sounds good. But Dead to Me is also so good. There's so many like twists and turns, and I like that it's written by a female or created by a female, and uh, I think directed by females too. Lead awesome. female characters. Yeah, I like that. And then Community, Parks and Rec. What are you guys watching? Yeah. Um, uh, I just finished the second season of 
uh, Altered Carbon, which kind of sounds similar to it that upload like show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that one. What's that on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yep. Okay. What's it? How so that, is that? That that one. It's Alter Alter Carbon. So it's A L T E R, and then Alter Carbon. Carbon. Okay, I wrote it down. So that one is basically. I mean, Mark can fill you in because I've only seen like some of first season, but that one's kind of like where you, if you die, you can put your body into another body, like a host body. Oh, and that, then that person can then like, you're that guy, but you're now somebody else and you can like keep living kind of thing, like in a different Yeah, body. it's basically eternal living. Yeah. It's like all the rich people can live forever, obviously, because you have all the money yeah. to continue to do it. And then the, the normals, uh, you know, just die off and, and what, and they probably use their bodies to, to, to farm help. them. Yeah. That's really, so every time, so then when you get a host body and then that body dies off, then you pick a new body. Right. You can, you get this stack that they put in the back of your neck and um, there's an assassin in there, the murder mystery. It, it has a little bit of aspects of everything. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. okay we'll check that out. Yeah, that is a good one. I mean, that's kind of, like you said, it's kind of what you, you're kind of watching, but yours is more VR world. But yeah, Reminds me of that uh, Bruce Willis movie, Surrogate. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do like Bruce Willis, and I'm glad you brought him up. I oh. saw that he is isolating with Demi Moore and all of the 30-something-year-old kids they had together in the childhood home that those girls grew up in. And then he has his current wife. He's got some young kids with her. And the current wife and the young kids are at his actual place that he's living at now that he's not living at. Like he left his wife to go hang out with, with his old wife and the adult children who don't <laughs> like look after them. And they're posting on Instagram. They're having a ton of fun. I read a, an article that rumor, um, rumor Willis said, you know, we're having so much fun. We're having slumber parties. They're both just such big nerds, my parents. So it's so much fun. Every day is just like this fun. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I wonder what the new wife is thinking. That's what I was wondering. What I was like, hmm. Yeah, so I stalked Demi Moore's Instagram and there are a bunch of photos of them like doing sleepover parties and matching pajamas. But then there is one recent photo now where the wife is also there with a couple of little kids, like the current wife. And they did yeah. like a family photo shoot distancing and they had a photographer sit in a truck and take a photo of all of them. But it's like me and the older kids and Bruce and then the wife and the younger kids. But in the previous photos from the past few weeks, it was just as rumors said in the article that it was just Bruce and me and the older kids quarantining together. So wow. that's the life that you get to look forward to once you make it big in Hollywood, right? So. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. this week, I don't feel like being in isolation with these small kids. I'm going to go back to my life like 30 years ago and hang out with these kids now. That is smart. And they can kind of look after themselves. And I can drink with them. But then you're with your ex and... I don't know. That whole situation seems weird. 
weird. The only ex I ever dated for like a long period of time was a guy I dated for five years in my twenties. And I'm thinking, imagine I went and moved in with like, what if I go and knock on his door with like his current wife and their little kids? And I'm like, Hey, just wanted to isolate with you guys. That would be so weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, that would be really totally weird. weird. So yeah, I'm thinking that's, that's a little strange. Well, more power to Bruce for being uh, wise enough to get out of, away from the little kids. I kind of want to look into that now, though. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of Mark's off gonna... the drama. Yeah, like I'm not always into celebrity gossip, but this story, I was like, hang on a second, I need to click this, and then I just right. like down the rabbit hole. Nice, and then and then you bought a couple things through Amazon, and then yeah, I have all these Bruce Willis t-shirts. T-shirts, president. All these T-shirts in my closet now. I thought I'd dress up tonight and and not Damn. wear one of them, but Damn you, Internet! Yeah, strikes again. Have you have you done that though? Like you're just like sitting there watching something on YouTube, and the next thing you know, like you're watching how to make a, a pencil on YouTube. I don't know why you're looking up how to make a pencil, but kind of weird. You're looking at next thing you know, you're 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 down a rabbit hole and you're watching a video on a, how to install a toilet like how does that happen i don't understand <laughs> and you get sucked you into it all these other interesting things where when you see it you're like oh yeah i should probably know how that works so then you just keep like i got down a rabbit hole the other day of um missing story like missing people stories so it just kept suggesting mm. more missing people stories and the whole <laughs> photo and the little caption just got me and then you you're into it and you're watching and this girl lived in australia and she was taken from her dad by her mom when she was a baby and she didn't know that she was really american and oh. then one day her mom slipped up and called her her called her her original name and that not is, her fake name and some nosy karen went on the internet and looked it up and did some digging and found out that this mom stole her kid away from the husband came to australia and then they turned turn her into the cops and then the mom's in jail for life that's a liam neeson movie right yeah take it <laughs> <laughs> oh i was just no. watching chicken were you no. watching that's what happened it, it took yeah. that's what the internet does you're watching you're learning and then all of a sudden you're watching taken two yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. i hate it when that happens unsolved yeah. mysteries with trish Rowling. <laughs> Did you think when you're going through all those uh, those missing people, did you think like, I think I can probably solve one of these? No. No, you didn't think so? You just, you're no. just interested? Okay. No. Um, this woman who solved this is very nosy. Like, how would you solve that? How? They, came, they got new names. The woman got a new husband. Like, how would you even solve that unless you saw a photo online and you were like, that's my friend? How would you solve it? I feel like the person who solved it by being like, oh, she called her her Sarah instead of instead of Samantha. I better go look into this. Why would she call her daughter Samantha? Her name's yeah. Sarah. I'm going to start Googling. And then you find out that this woman is a kidnapper. Like, how did that? How yeah, do that's you crazy. these cases? Some I would. Some, I'm not detective. Some people have too much time on their hands. They do, yeah. I'm not There's, meant to be detective. Not to obviously quarantine world, and I think I watched this during quarantine world, but there was a, a thing on Netflix about 
I think it's like I can't remember what the name of it. Something like something about killing cats, but okay. it's not like it, it's a documentary. It's not about really killing cats. Well, it kind of is, but basically, it's a documentary about they. Um, some guy on the internet kept posting videos about like doing bad things to animals and stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it was like, what what's going on here? And it's on Netflix, but one lady, like some guy, shared it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what happens in the, in the series. Um, but he shares it, and then he goes, or some lady sees it, and she gets all involved in it, and like starts researching everything, and they start a forum. Oh, and like they all start talking to each other, and like, what's in the background? Like, th- and all these people are like, are trying to solve this mystery mm-hmm. with with what's going on, and they ended up kind of catching on and telling, you know, the the police or whatever they thought he was to get this guy, but obviously they didn't listen because they're like, oh, you're just some internet crazy people that are oh. that are like doing too much for nothing, and so the guy. Posting these videos online, but from like being anonymous. Yeah, like he was anonymous, and he was like doing creepy stuff, and then all of a sudden, he moved from he obviously moved from animals to then people. Okay, so, so it was like- and that's when it was, that's when they kind of caught on more, and that's when they when they saw the cat thing, they were like, all right, we're gonna get this guy. Yeah, because he's obviously not right in the head, yeah. and when he did that, then that's when they well before that they were telling about the cat thing, and then the they've been watching this guy for years because they would watch his, like anything he posted and stuff like that. And they knew. So that's what I mean. Like there's people who have so much time on their hands that literally and literally playing at home detectives. Well, did you guys watch Tiger King? Oh yeah. Yes. And all the effort that she put in taking down Joe, like making websites and having people like follow him across the country mm-hmm. now before he lets make more appearances. It all exhausts me just listening to it. Yeah. She did kill her husband though. Oh, she definitely did. She right. Did. Well, For the, sure. only way, uh, the only way a tiger would, would kill a human <laughs> is if you slather sardine oil on him. That, that had to be the moment for everybody. They're like, and they look at either whoever's in the room with them or like, like what? Or look at the TV, like, what? You did it. Yeah, she did. Well, I don't know if she did, but I think she did. Yeah, I think every, yeah, all every, the cool stuff. Yeah. They, they said they're going to reopen the case, so okay. I'm sure that it, it's Well, gonna... did you hear that they're in, in talks of making a movie about it? Yeah, yeah with, what, uh, what's her name from SNL playing Carol Baskin? That one? Nicholas Cage, too, is going to play Joe I, Exotic. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, that's like probably more than one. There must be a few projects. Yeah. How do people get the rights to this, though? Yeah, well, he's who, in jail, so I don't... People like to get the rights? It's got to be that guy, that, that first uh, producer guy, that maybe he has some pool. Right. The guy in the documentary. Yeah. That guy probably that's- has grab the rights to their, their yeah. and now he's selling it to everyone and making a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, it's kind of sad too, because, um, was it Joe? I think it's Joe, right? He, he's in jail. He can't even profit off of any of this. It's like, I know uh, it's so weird because he made all those music videos and you can tell he wanted like in his mind, he was a celebrity and now he's in jail, and the guy's literally a celebrity. Yeah, and he's just it, 
stuck in jail. He's literally in like his own personal hell. Like yeah. he wanted to be bigger than he was when he, he was... happened, but here I am. Yeah, he made he made a deal with the devil, right? <laughs> and it turned yeah. out just like how making a deal with the devil turns out. I'll give it to you, but you're going to jail for life. The fine print that he did not read. You'd be in jail while you're a celebrity. Crazy. Crazy, crazy Joe Exotic. Yeah, what a story. That was uh, eye-opening. That was an experience, that show. And to, to go back to my thing, it was called Don't uh, F with Cats. Oh, okay. That was what, the docu- that was what I called. Oh, That's what it was called. Don't F with F Cats. With cats. Okay. That's actually, really it's the whole word. Watch that. It but seems- it was crazy. Yeah, that's creepy. Very well. Since we brought up uh, going back to jail, uh, I'm gonna Ooh. have to start heading there pretty soon after uh, this show. So it start to wind it down a little bit. Um, if you could uh, let us know. Thank you for coming on, by the way. Yes, uh, thank you so much. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties when we started, and it's the it's the mountains in the back. Yeah, yeah. the mountains sometimes. It's a yeah, bad signal. bad service. Um, can you tell us where we can find you on social media, things like that? And if you have anything that's going to come out right around or, you know, once all this ends or, or something that we should really check out uh, for you. Cool. Um, follow me on Instagram. That's where I mostly am. Trish Rainoni with the number one at the end. So I don't know if that my name is on display here now, but I guess if you're listening audibly. It's about rain one. And then with a one after that, just hopefully you can find me because I'll take any more followers I can get. And um, yeah, that's mostly where I am. Sometimes I post stuff to YouTube. Not a lot of people watch YouTube or my YouTube anyways. They watch YouTube, just not mine. Um, <laughs> you gotta be pl- you gotta be playing a video game and like, or playing opening toys. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll get into that. So yeah, just find me on Instagram. And I always post and promote whatever projects I have going on on there. So where I make little projects and post there as well, little comedy clips and stuff. So yeah, let's connect there. Very cool. Yeah. Again, appreciate that you came on. Thanks Um, for having me. Thank you. Amigos out. Amigos out.